Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Citing Hamas, the U.S. wants to officially treat crypto anonymity services as suspected money launderers. With a new emphasis on the Hamas attacks on Israel, the U.S. Treasury has proposed designating foreign cryptocurrency mixer services as money launderers and national security threats. By Andy Greenberg. Hamas's attacks against Israel on October 7th have shifted the geopolitical landscape and triggered a looming Israeli ground assault in the Gaza Strip. Now the ripple effects are reaching the cryptocurrency industry, where they've become the United States Department of Treasury's rallying cry for a crackdown on cryptocurrency anonymity services. The U.S. Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, or FinCEN, released a set of proposed rules that would designate foreign cryptocurrency mixers, services that blend users' digital funds to offer more anonymity and make them harder to trace, as money laundering tools that pose a threat to national security and would thus face new sanctions and regulations. The new rules, if adopted following a 90-day period of public comment and debate, would potentially represent the broadest restrictions imposed yet on the mixing services and could make it far harder for cryptocurrency holders to put their money through the services before cashing it out as a U.S. cryptocurrency exchange or even a foreign exchange that accepts U.S. customers. While the proposed rules were almost certainly in the works long before October 7th, the Treasury's announcement of the proposed rules tied the push of a change in policy directly to the use of cryptocurrency by Hamas and other militant groups in Gaza. The Treasury Department is aggressively combating illicit use of all aspects of the CVC ecosystem by terrorist groups. Wally Ariemo, Deputy Secretary of the Treasury, wrote in a statement using the term CVC to mean convertible virtual currency. Ariyemo says that this includes Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, another militant group which Israel blamed for an explosion at a hospital in Gaza. Cryptocurrency mixers have existed almost as long as Bitcoin itself. They offer to take in a user's cryptocurrency, blend it with that of other users, and return the funds so they are harder to follow from their origin to designation on blockchains, which generally record every transaction in full public view. The Treasury's rule change would designate those cryptocurrency mixing services, or at least the majority of them that are based outside the U.S., as a primary money laundering concern. They would thus be considered a threat to U.S. national security as defined by Section 311 of the Patriot Act, 
a section of the law designed to restrict how domestic financial institutions interact with potential sources of terrorist financing. The rule change would mean that U.S. financial services, as well as foreign ones with U.S. customers, including cryptocurrency exchanges, would have to go through extra record-keeping and reporting requirements for funds that have touched a foreign cryptocurrency mixer, and it might even allow the Treasury to block U.S. exchanges from handling those funds. We've never seen anything like this before, says Ari Redboard, the head of global policy at TRM Labs, a blockchain analysis firm. Redboard notes that the rule change isn't proposing a blanket ban on foreign mixing services, only new rules for interacting with them. The reality, however, is that 311 actions oftentimes have a sort of name-and-shame effect, where people are just not wanting to engage with these platforms out of fear of being caught in money laundering or other type of illicit activity. Redboard, who previously served as an advisor to the Treasury's Undersecretary for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, also notes that the proposal was no doubt being considered prior to the latest Hamas attacks, and that the Treasury must have changed the proposal's focus from the use of cryptocurrency by other national security threats, like North Korea and Russia, to Hamas and other militant groups in recent days. Having been at Treasury for a number of years, you don't just roll out an action like this out over the course of 10 days, says Redboard. They kind of shifted the narrative toward Hamas because that's the news. Hamas and other militant groups' use of cryptocurrency, while significant, pales in comparison to the amount of cryptocurrency used by other illicit actors. Hamas, for instance, raised $41 million in cryptocurrency over the past two years, and Palestinian Islamic Jihad raised $91 million, according to a report last week in the Wall Street Journal that cited analyses by cryptocurrency tracing firms and seizures by the Israeli government. It's not clear, however, how much of those funds actually made it to these groups before being seized. In fact, Hamas asked its donors to stop using cryptocurrency in April of 2023 due to the public nature of the transactions on blockchains and the risk of prosecution. Cryptocurrency tracing firm Chainalysis, which frequently works with government and law enforcement customers, went so far as to publish a blog post cautioning against mistaken analyses that overestimate the role of cryptocurrency in financing entities like Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. North Korean state-sponsored cybercriminals, Russian ransomware gangs, and other criminal groups, by contrast, have pocketed billions of dollars through their theft of cryptocurrency or use of the technology as a means of demanding extortion payments from victims. Thieves stole $1.8 billion in crypto last year, much of which went to the North Korean regime, and ransomware hackers extorted close to $450 million in just the first half of 2023, according to Chainalysis. Those criminals often use cryptocurrency mixing services, funneling hundreds of millions of dollars into mixing services like Chipmixer and Sinbad.io. In fact, U.S. law enforcement and the Treasury Department have aggressively sanctioned or shut down one mixer service after another in recent years, including Blender, Tornado Cash, and BitsLotto, after citing their use in laundering the profits of those North Korean and Russian hackers. The new FinCEN rules would be less severe than those sanctions, indictments, and busts, a new regulatory process rather than a ban, says Jason Somansato, Chainalysis's head of North America public policy. The impact can be much broader, says Somansato. They can say that this applies to all mixing services that people are interacting with. 
As the Treasury doubles down on its push to cut off crypto-based money laundering and now points to Hamas as a new impetus for that crackdown, TRM Labs' Red Board cautions that U.S. regulators shouldn't go too far in censoring services that do, in some cases, offer financial privacy to legitimate users. After all, without mixers, most cryptocurrency transactions are fully public in nature. I think the challenge for regulators is, how do we thread the needle between stopping illicit actors from using these platforms, but at the same time, allow regular users to enable some degree of privacy, Redboard says. I think the concern is that this could very much be throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.